0: Hello and welcome back to the StatLine Podcast. I am Jordan, your host, and we are about to have a look at week five. That's right, already, already week five. How, man, the the weeks go quickly in the NBA. Before that, please, as always, remember if you have any questions or questions you want answered, here on the StatLine Podcast, please hit me up at statline.podcast at gmail.com and we'll get those questions answered for you on the episode. Today, we got a lot to unpack. Plenty of things happening around the league this week, so let's get into it. We're going to actually also first have our first ever ladder climb. Climbing the ladder. We're going to go through the standings and my quick thoughts and comments on how the standings are shaping up so far since we're already over a month into the season but first let's have a look at the plus minus plus minus plus minus the plus minus let's start with the minus so we can finish on a high note with some pluses the good and the bad going on in the league the minus the first noteworthy winner of the minus category this week, and, well, really, the season so far is Houston. We have a problem. The Houston Rockets losing their 13th straight this week. 13 straight losers. And that's a problem. That is a problem. Now, here is the biggest issue. We already knew that Houston Rockets were going to be a so-so team struggle. They're fully hitting the rebuild button, developing young guys. So we knew it was going to be a tough season in Houston. All Rockets fans out there all knew that it was going to be a bit of a tough season, a bit of a slog. But a couple of main points we need to point out. They're losing to teams like the Pelicans, OKC, other teams around them that aren't good. And they're losing to these teams by like 20. So they're getting beaten bad by bad teams. They're getting beaten terribly by good teams, but they're not even competing in those games that they should be able to compete in. They're sitting at 1-13, and 13. And that one was against OKC, which is like one game they should compete slash win. But since then, the last 13 games have not been pretty. And really, to be honest, have only got worse. John Wall sitting there, still sitting there. What's happening there? Like, at the moment, the talk is he's not going to play all season. They're not going to trade him all season. And that's just a, that's a bad look. And are we seeing development in these young players? It is still only, you know, 14, 15 games in. But we need to see a pickup in that, some fight in these Houston Rockets. Because 13 in a row and losing, like I said, poorly to even the bad teams is not a good look. Moving on to the Washington Wizards sitting at the top of the East. The Kings of the East. Until this week. Now, look, I didn't think it was going to be a surrender... Surrender... Redo Cinderella story the whole season. The Wizards sitting on the top of the East was awesome, and it was fun to talk about and laugh about and be interested in, but we all knew it wasn't going to last, and I'm not saying that they're not making the playoffs. I think they probably will, but two losses this week... Uh, they had a win, but that win was a five-point win to the Pelicans. The Pelicans that are currently sitting 2-14. and 14. So, like, a five-point win against the second-worst team in the league, uh, it's not a convincing win. And then two losses to the Heat and the Hornets. Now, two good teams, Heat and the Hornets, but, like, again, you're sitting at the top, you want to try and at least split those two games, like win one, lose one. So, the Hornets, is this a bit of a trend that we're going, you know? Are they going to keep falling, or can they regroup a little bit? Because they are tough games that they lost. But yeah, it was more the the win that has me concerned. The win to the Pelicans by only five points, and they kind of really had to rally in that game. Is not is not pretty. Is not pretty. Talking about the Pelicans, no Zion, Brandon Ingram in and out of the lineup, and this team is shallow without those two boys out there. They like their next best player is like. Maybe... Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker at the moment? Like... And, like, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Some people right now listening are saying, Who? Like... Yeah, they, you know, they got... Uh, Graham? They're the, you know, they've got... Who else are they? I'm struggling to even think of who else is on that team. Like... The depth is not there. Zion, who knows what's happening there, and that's what makes this saga even worse. You got a superstar just sitting there. hashtag Seven Up Zion, because I didn't like Fat Zion. I thought it was a bit rough. But hashtag Seven Up Zion drinking too much Seven Up and relaxing too much. And Brendan Ingram's been in and out a little bit. And when he is in, like even the team around him then isn't pretty. Like. These Pelicans, like, they could become the worst team in the league. Like, Houston at least has a few things to look forward to, you know, with their rookies and their guys in their sophomore years, but the Pelicans sitting at 2-14, and 14, uh, it's messy. It's messy. The, the depth is not there. Their star is not there, missing. And Brendan Ingram, he's a good player. I like Brendan Ingram a lot, but he's not someone that can carry uh, like, he's not LeBron who can carry the Cavs to a Eastern Conference Championship with the next best player being Mo Williams, you know like, it's, you know, it's just it's bleak in Pelican's land in New Orleans let's have a look at the plus let's move across to the fun side the Phoenix Suns win 10 straight and are sitting second in the West after a shaky start the Phoenix Suns Winning 10th straight and sorting everything out and just winning comfortably. You know, their 10th win was against the Mavs just yesterday. The Mavs were without Luca, and really the Suns had to play one good quarter. You know, they didn't win by 40. They won by 5 or 8 or something like that. They had a really good third quarter and that was enough to get them to win. They didn't do more than they had to. Professional win. Professional win. We're a team... We're a a conference championship team. We're up there. We know how to win. We know how to not push it. Ten straight wins to the Suns. And when will their next loss come? I don't know. I really don't know. I did predict in my season predictions that only two teams would get 12 straight wins. And Suns wasn't one of them. So my prediction is they lose one of the next two. However, moving to the top of the West. And that is your Golden State Warriors. Get another two big wins this week. One against the Brooklyn Nets that I'll talk to about more in the episode, but they just professionally demolished Brooklyn Nets. Then a comfortable win against the Cavs today. This team is so professional, so classy. Curry is MVP, and I don't even know if it's going to be close. Like, right now, it's, it's Curry's to lose. And I said last episode... They're a must-watch team. People don't miss out on this opportunity to watch this class act. This class act. Moving across to the east, we have the Miami Heat. Miami Heat have had maybe, like, I would say, a wave of the last couple of weeks. And with some big wins, a couple of losses. But that wave seems to have settled and settled up the top. They are also just outperforming, out-defending almost any matchup they come up against. And even in their losses, it's only one or two possessions. And I only think this team has more to show. And that that is a scary thing. Moving on, let's go climbing, people. It's time to climb the ladder and go through the NBA standings. Let's start in the East. We start at 15 all the way to number 1. Quick thoughts, because we don't want to spend forever here, just to have a look. It's for interest's sake, and just a shout-out to all those casual fans listening. It might just help you with an idea of where these teams are and why, what I'm saying, what I'm saying. So, sitting last at 4-11 are the Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic had a good win this week against the New York Knicks. If you had only seen the Magic play against the Knicks this season, you would think they are a kind of level team beating the Knicks twice out of their four wins, two of them against the Knicks, which is it's hilarious. Uh, and uh, we're seeing a lot more promise from their rookie Jalen Suggs, which is nice, my dark horse for Rookie of the Year. And Franz Wagner has been nice. And this team, four wins, 11 losses. I mean, you're seeing what you need to see from this team that's rebuilding. The Pistons are sitting in 14th at 4 wins and 10 losses, only half a game between them and the Magic, Cade started to play some alright games, besides that, that's what you're looking at at the moment if you're a Pistons fan, Detroit Pistons fan, Cade please give us something, 4 and 10, moving on to the Indiana Pacers, probably the surpri- one of the surprise teams this low, Indiana Pacers, new coach, like this kind of balanced team, even though I didn't think that they made very good moves in the offseason. I think that's maybe showing, and maybe not the right head coach in Rick Carlisle. Sitting at 6-10, and ten and just uh, seemingly a little lost. Uh, if, you watch, if you watch any Indiana Pacer games, they just seem a little lost out there. Moving on to 12th in the East, and this is where the surprises really pick up. We have the Atlanta Hawks. And I don't. They have. They are currently on a three-game winning streak. Also, so before this, they were sitting at, if you can believe it or not, four and nine. Like the Hawks were really struggling. It wasn't a good look with Trey Young coming out a couple of weeks ago saying that the regular season's boring and he just wants to be in the playoffs. Well, news to Trey Young, mate. Shout out if you're listening. You have to win in the regular season to be in the playoffs, and I think maybe there's been a little bit of a switch there. Trey Young, and this Hawks team with a couple of wins on in a row, they really need to start picking it up because the East team, East side, is definitely deeper than it has been in a long time. Moving to eleventh, and another surprise one, we have the champions. That's right, the champions sitting at eleventh. The Milwaukee Bucks sitting at seven and eight. I've spoken about them enough over the last few episodes. It's just the fact that the injuries are in and out, and Giannis is hasn't been like completely dominant until this week, mentioned in a moment. So sitting at eleven, the Bucks sitting in at number ten in the play-in spot. The last play-in spot we have the Toronto Raptors seven and eight. Really playing pretty nicely. They're on a brutal six-game road trip. And so far, the road trip has consisted of two games and two losses. So this could be a bit of a breaking of the back uh, for the Toronto Raptors. We're going to see how they go over the next four games on this road trip. Coming in at number nine, the Boston Celtics. Not surprised here, really. I kind of tipped the Celtics taking a bit of a slump this year. And, yeah, just... Just struggling, get a couple of good wins, a couple of bad losses, mixture there. One of the surprise teams so far this year in the East, coming in at number 8, the Cleveland Cavaliers, 9-8, and eight. so sitting over five hundred. They have had three losses in a row, which has been rough, really rough. And the Cavs, it only gets worse when Evan Mobley is now out for a couple of weeks. Massive shining light there, and I think they'll struggle without him. The rookie is a leader. Coming in at number seven and on a five-game losing streak until their good win today, so good to get a win, is the 76ers. And I think it's starting to show the cracks of not having Ben Simmons out there or a Ben Simmons replacement, Daryl Morey. Wake up. GM has to be the worst GM currently because his decision-making around this whole situation is yuck. And I think it is starting to show... They've also had injuries, Embiid's been out because of COVID, protocol, like, doesn't help this team. Moving on. The New York Knicks, sitting at 8-7 also, so the same win-loss as the 76ers, but sitting above them. New York has been really good, but then, I mentioned earlier, the Magic have beaten them twice, at home, which is not ideal. There's something wrong with the bench unit and the starters, they're just not gelling, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to go and have a look at the splits. Play, Look at the way they play when they're out there. The, the starters and the, the bench are on two different wavelengths. Another surprise team for you. I'm not super surprised. And I'm on board, as everyone knows. If you are listening to the Starline Podcast, you know this. The Charlotte Hornets, sitting at 9-7, 4-win streak four-game win streak and are exciting but also playing some defense and I think that's making a big difference. Coming in at number four, the Washington Wizards. They were sitting at number one. couple of losses this week haven't hurt them but they are having a great start to the season. The gritty Wizards as I like to call them. They just fight for anything and their guys are just fighters. Like, chip on the shoulder. Gotta love that. Coming in at number three, we have the Chicago Bulls. 10-5. 10-5. They had a bad loss this week against the Portland Trailblazers. One that they led by more than 20 points in this game and let it slip. They just sh- just got shut down in the second half by the Portland Trailblazers. But the Bulls, one bad loss is not a bad thing. That's okay. I expect them to regroup. And they are going to be a top-tier team, probably top-three team for the rest of the year. Coming in at number 2. And 1-2 and two are tied. And we have the Brooklyn Nets coming in at 2 And the Miami Heat sitting at number one. Talking about them at the same time. Because they are both sitting at 11 and 5. And both look very, very good. The Nets, really, if they had a little bit more time together before the start of the season. Because they had had a lot of different changes. The whole Kyrie thing. And I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. Good old flat boy. Flat earth boy. uh, Hashtag flat earth boy for Kyrie right there. Uh, The Nets... Like the first few games, and they've had a their losses have been like shown that they're not quite on the same page with everything, but that just I think shows how scary they are because they're still sitting second and eleven and five. So wow! And this Heat team, again, I mentioned earlier in the episode, are only getting better, and they're on a four-game win streak so far. So, all right, let's move across to the Western Conference, starting at number fifteen. We have the Houston Rockets, one and fourteen. Already said. Houston, there's a big problem. The Pelicans coming in at 14th, 2 and 14. Disgusting. Hashtag 7 up Zion. Coming in at 13th is the San Antonio Spurs. The Fighting Spurs. They are 4-11, so it's not a good record. But man, they are competing. They got some bright spots. Keldon Johnson is looking like an absolute animal out there and is only getting better. So, look, the Spurs, we knew it was going to be a tough season, and I have, will say I think they're always going to be a hard matchup, but they're going to lose those probably closer ones that back in the day they would win. The Kings, the Sacramento Kings, are sitting at 12th, and they are struggling. They started the season on a little bit of a high, and the worst defense in the league from last year is kind of crept back in, and their defensive rating and, and games over the last few games are just been disgusting hashtag fire luke walton i said it from my season predictions i don't like him as a coach nothing against you luke i just don't see you as a head coach in the nba maybe an assistant oh definitely as an assistant i think he probably has a good morale with the players as well but not as a head coach see you later or else these kings are just going to keep slipping I see them possibly in the trade market sometime soon, especially if they keep slipping. So keep an eye out for that. Coming in at 11, another team that started hot and have kind of just slipped away a little bit are the Minnesota Timberwolves. Again, their big three of D'Lo, Towns, and Edwards. Uh, it's, it's a mini three. And in the West, it's a mini three. That's why you're not even in the plane right now. And the surprise... Surprise team of this West so far is the OKC Thunder sitting at 6-8. and eight. My goodness. Lou Dorp playing out of his skin. The Ozzy, Josh Kitty, SGW. Yeah, they're fun to watch. They fight, man. They've had a couple of fight back wins. Come on, get around them. Coming in at ninth is the Los Angeles Lakers sitting at 8-8. Eight We've spoken about the Lakers' troubles here on the Statline podcast. LeBron not playing is really hurting them, and I hope he is back soon. Hit, they're hit and miss, and I do think that needs to be fixed really soon. Really soon. We're already 15, 16 games into this season. The Trialblazers coming in at number 8. My Portland Trailblazers, A couple of wins in a row. Here's the funny story of the Trial Blazers, and... If they can fix this, this team is going to be deadly. At the moment, they are currently 7-1 and at home. 7-1 and at home. They are on fire at home. The best team, equal best team at home in the NBA. You know, if they're 7-1 and and they're 8-8, and that simple math tells you that on the road, though, you flip that. They are one win, seven losses on the road, and they cannot win on the road and need to fix that. Or else... They're going to have to do something else. Coming in at number 7, the Memphis Grizzlies, 8-7. and seven. Uh, The Grizzlies have been a bit hot and cold. They're going to be hot and cold the whole season. That's just how I see them. That's all I have to say about that. Coming in at number 6 is the Clippers. Been playing really well, but have had, had a bad loss today against the Grizzlies. Uh, the Clippers are a team I still can't quite work out. I feel like they've been playing... Better than they actually should be. So I think they might drop a couple coming up. And this is going to be competitive, but yeah, tough. The Nuggets coming in at number five. Nine and five on their record so far. Equal with the next three teams, the Mavericks and the Jazz. Let's talk about all three teams. So nine and five, all of them. The Nuggets are playing well, playing well at home. They're a very home team. Focused, kind of like Portland there, but are struggling on the road. The Mavs, I think, are playing better than expected. Uh, Luke is out for a couple of games. I think that's going to hurt them over the next little bit, but it seems like it's not a major injury, so see how they keep responding to that. And the Utah Jazz, probably the the team that's struggling the most. They're sitting third, so I I mean 9-5 and five is still good, but I've seen a couple of bad losses and even a couple of bad wins of recent. And the Jazz are in the field where last year they cleared themselves from the rest of the field pretty quickly, and there are two teams that have done that. So let's have a look at them. The Suns, ten wins in a row, eleven and three. So yeah, I said they started the season hard, one and three, rough start to the season, but then ten on the road. They're just rolling in it. And top of the table, top of the league, Golden State Warriors, thirteen and two, classy, classy Curry. Classy cars, classy curry. Classy, classy curry. Classy, classy curry. So, moving on. That's a good look at the ladder and the climbing of the ladder and how everything's going. Let's move on and wrap this episode up. Quick look at Top Shot. It's a movement, people. Get on board. Top Shot. It's a movement. We had our first ever flash challenge. And the flash challenge was the top five scorers in yesterday's pool of games. There was 11 games. If you had a moment from the top 5 players, scorers of yesterday's game, you would finish the challenge and get a Series 2 pack. For me, no-brainer if you got in early. If you didn't get it in early, it may have cost you a little bit and a little bit of a risk. The big surprise was Lou Dort. Everyone knows this. 34 points and he doesn't have a Series 3 moment yet, so... His series base moment went from $3. Series 2 base moment went from $3 to about $14 at the end there. So, that one was probably the riskiest move there because if you if you didn't have him and got him late and got a bad series 2 pack, then you'd lose out. Um, but, series 2, worth the gamble. Definitely worth the gamble. Um... The Top Shot, first ever Flash Challenge. I think this is a big thing for the community. It brought a bit of passion and fire to the community, um, which has been needed recently. Well done, Top Shot. It's a movement. Get on board, people. Let's get our fantasy goggles out and have a look at a couple of things in the fantasy world of fantasy basketball. Talon Horton Tucker is back for the Los Angeles Lakers and is playing some serious basketball. I picked him up in two of my deep 16-league teams, off the waivers. If he's on your waivers right now, pick him up. Don't even think about it. Sign him. He's going to get you 15 to 25 points. I know that's a widespread, but at the moment it's 25 points, but once everyone's healthy, it might go down to about 15. He's going to get you six rebounds, maybe more, a couple assists, and some steals, some threes. He is a nice player. Talon Torton Tucker is back, people. Lou Dort mentioned him just above, scoring 34 points yesterday, but it's more the consistent story scoring all around. His last five games, he's had 20-plus points in all these games. Lou Dort's been a guy that is a goodies guy. Gets you some threes, gets you some steals, shoots at a good clip, and you like him at the end of your bench type thing. But he's turned himself into a real the real deal when it comes to fantasy. Maybe worth looking at. Evan Mobley is out for a couple of weeks and really hurts fantasy owners. If you own Evan Mobley, he's been so good for you and him out for a couple of weeks. Let's see how he comes back as well. Bit of an issue there. Brandon Ingram, I mentioned for the Pelicans, has been in and out of the lineup due to injuries and things. Really hurts because Brandon Ingram is like, you would have picked him in the probably top two rounds of your draft. And you need those guys to hit. And the it's really hard when a guy's in and out of your lineup. Luka, Magic, Luka Doncic is missing a couple of games. And the only reason why I bring this up for fantasy is he will win you a week in fantasy. He will also lose you a week in fantasy if he's not playing. So those owners out there are really feeling that pinch of Luka. Maybe go and see if he can add someone like Talon Hall and Tocker. It might fill that void for the next couple of weeks. But hopefully Luka isn't out for too long. All right, let's have a look at some stats. Statline prediction this week was the Pistons-Pacers games, saying that Cade would have 30 points. That didn't happen, so that's all. Come on, Cade, you're killing me. I've given you two shout-outs, and you you haven't helped me out at all. Games of the week, Warriors and Nets. Curry and the Warriors just defensively shut down the Nets, and this was a clinic, an absolute clinic by the Warriors, and a beautiful game to watch for that reason. Maybe it wasn't that close game, but it was a clinic of a game. Lakers and Bucks. Giannis had his first dominant performance. 47 points, filled the rest of the stat sheet, and just crushed the Lakers. Maybe that's what he needed, because they have been struggling. Maybe he just needed, hey, the Lakers, everyone talking about the Lakers, let me just destroy these boys. Maybe he needed that to kind of get these Bucks up and running again. Stat line of the week, Curry's 40 points today, nine three-pointers again. He had nine three-pointers twice this week and uh it's not a it's the stat line is just the fact that he just keeps getting nine three-pointers in every game. He leads the league and across this season but I I'm more talking ever in nine pointers plus, so more nine or more three-pointers in a game. And he just casually gets a couple this week. Come on, Curry. You're cooking, my boy. You're cooking. Delicious, delicious. My stat line prediction for this upcoming weekend of the NBA is I am going to say, this is a big one, that tomorrow the OKC Thunder beat the Milwaukee Bucks, Josh Giddy has a triple double and Lou Dort scores 30 in an absolute clinic by maybe my new favourite team, the OKC Thunder. Go get it. Hashtag giddy up. Josh Giddy, giddy up. Hashtag giddy up, boy. I should, uh, I'm getting too excited. It's actually just hashtag giddy up. That's it for Josh Giddy. Oh, I love that kid. I love that kid. That is my season prediction. The games of the weekend, the games of the weekend, there are just just one, just one, and it is a big one. It is a big one. Bulls, Knicks, Monday here in Australia, Sunday over there in the US for you people li- listening there at Madison Square Garden. The Knicks need a big, big win. The crowd's going to be on their feet, and the Bulls are in town. Get on it. Get on it. Anyway, as always, I hope that you are all doing well and have had a great week, have enjoyed the NBA, are catching up on the NBA here on the Statline Podcast. Enjoy your weekend. Keep safe. And I'll be back on Monday afternoon or for you in Australia, Monday morning for you in the US to talk about the weekend that has happened in the NBA. Until then, just remember, the NBA is like your mama's cooking. Delicious, delicious, delicious.